Amen. Give him praise. Give him some good praise. You know, praise, praise is to him. Amen. What we do during praise time is for him. Uh, the preaching's not for him. He's not impressed with my preaching, I promise you. He likes it because he told me. But I'm not preaching for him. I'm preaching for us. Amen? Amen. But our worship is to him. So keep that in mind. So if you, if you came just to, you know, hear the word, that's good. But you didn't give much to him. But when you praise, you, you're, you're, you're tapping on his door then. Amen? So don't don't let don't let your praise get don't let your praise get weak and, and I'm saying that because you've done a good job this morning. I could hear you singing. I love to hear you sing. Kippy stands right behind me and he just sings and sings and sings. And it sounds good, Gippy. You just keep on singing because the Lord loves it. Well, Vision Sunday. I hope you got the vision statement. And um, we've been working on this a while and appreciate Lonnie's help and Bill and Todd and Andy's and everybody's had a part in this and and. Um, I want to just read through it real quick, and then I'm gonna I'll expound on it as I preach. And um, but um, our mission statement is love God, love people, embrace excellence, make a difference. Um, that's what we want to do. Um, but our vision is 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 the why we do it. Is that right, Lonnie? Lonnie has to keep correcting me on that because I like the how. I want to do it. And, but he keeps asking me, why are you doing that? And I said, well, I don't know why I'm doing it. I love Jesus and I love people and that's why I'm doing it. I, and I like to do it with excellence. I know that, but why are you doing it? We spent all one day going to lunch, him trying to get me why I do it. I said, well, just tell me why you do it. And that might help me know why I do it. <laughs> he said, well, I'll have to think about it. I said, well, see there, it ain't as easy. It's easy when you're trying to get me to do it. But I appreciate his help. To create an atmosphere where people come to know God as a good father. Do you realize atmosphere is so important? Huh? That's why the first 30 or 40 minutes, ever how long we go in worship, and there's not a time period. It's so important. Why? Because it's setting an atmosphere. For the presence of God. Preaching doesn't do that. Sorry. It's during worship. It's when we lift up our voices to the Father. That we're creating an atmosphere in here for Him to work. To create an atmosphere. James 1, 17. Matthew 7, 11. Go home and study those. Second, be a light to the community around us by serving them with compassion, generosity, and good character. It's what we do at the coffee shop. We show love. We show generosity. Jeff was sharing with me the other day. Uh, a new couple came in. 
and they had their credit card out and they were ready to pay and they was Jeff said there's no no charge we don't charge what do you mean you don't charge well we don't we don't charge it's it's a it's a gift from our church it's a gift from the father it's a gift back to the community now if you'd like to make a donation you can but you don't have to where do I make a donation that people you know and it's just amazing be a light to the community around us by serving them with compassion, generosity, and good character. I said this the other week, you know, for the workers that are working at the coffee shop. And I want to tell you, thank you again for, for caring and being able to give. Some of you can't do that right now. Your time will come, okay? You might have little ones at home. You may be working, you may, but the time will come where the Lord will give you opportunity. And I challenge you to step in there when that time comes. No condemnation that you can't do it right now. We don't operate around here like that. Shame and guilt don't, don't live around this house. We don't shame you into working. Okay? But a time will come where you'll have an opportunity to minister up there. And you say, well, Brother Rodney, the last time I was there, just nothing was really, nobody really came in. Listen, sometimes it'll be like that. But just the door saying, open there's a place that if you need to, you can come to. But if it's closed, if nobody's wanting to work, if nobody's wanting to be compassionate and all of that, then, then it's not. But listen, that's not us. It's open. It's available. And when you want to come, you can come and sit down. There was some, a couple there the other day, and, and I left, and I came back, and they were still there. And I left for lunch and I came back and they were still there. There's something about the presence of that place. It's a big deal. Be a light. Be a light. That corner is, is getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And it's a light that's just shining. The lighthouse, the lighthouse, ships don't pass by there every second. But I'm going to tell you, when it's foggy, and that old beam comes around on the ocean, shines that light, and that captain of that boat say, don't do it anymore, they got GPS. <laughs> don't mess up the sermon. Let me tell you something about that GPS. Yeah. Thank you. They can lead you to places you don't belong. But the light, it don't lie. There's a lighthouse sitting here because this beam is shooting out across that ocean. And you can follow the light because he is the light. And Siri and him don't have nothing in common. Because Siri lies. But he don't. That wasn't even in none of my notes. That's just free. You get that free today. To create a kingdom culture that operates in the gifts of the Spirit 
and acknowledges the calling of the fivefold ministry in order to empower a unified church. Listen. Again, I'll get into it, and I'm going to get into it in just a minute. But having that kingdom mindset and operating in every... I, I, love, I love this part. I love, I love to look at our situation because I see the Father putting people in place where the fivefold ministry can take place. And I love that about the Father. I love to see God doing that. Because I see, I see, that's why it's important. You say, well, I'm not important here. Yes, you are. Listen, if the Lord brought you here, He brought you here for a reason. Now, I opened the statement, I opened up this morning I opened up this morning in my prayer, and it's just been on my heart all week. I've been, been chewing on it all week, and I woke up this morning, and, 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 and that, was a, that was one of the first things that came to my mind, was when the Lord looks at the church today, no condemnation, I'm not, you know, not, you're going to hear that other places, but you're not going to hear that here. He's not up there mad and angry and all that. No, that's not who he is. Okay? And if you're going to represent us around here, please don't, don't go out there and tell them that God's mad at America and that's why we got COVID and that's why we got all this. He can't give what he ain't got. Okay? It's not who he is. And it's important that we, I may be getting a little loud here, Lisa, <clears throat> but it's important that we represent him correctly because the world is sick of understanding him as a wrong father. He's not laying you flat on your back to get your attention. That's not what he does. In this life, you will have tribulation. That out there will lay you flat on your back. The enemy will lay you flat on your back. Has nothing to do with the father. And I said this the other week with you. You want to get me riled up. You want to get my spirit humping. You, you, start, you start misrepresenting the Father in front of me. And you start talking about my Father and that's not who he is. And my blood pressure goes up. And it's probably up this morning because I run out of medicine on Thursday and I ain't had a pill. And the pharmacy closed on Saturday and I forgot about it. Thank you, Debbie Mitchell, for taking care of that. Appreciate it. He got out of here. Now I got to get my medicine. What's the world coming to? Karen says, I got you, Rod. Got to remind him to get his medicine. I ain't as young as I used to be. Creating a kingdom culture that operates. That operates. And when I look at our church and, and listen... I know we're the best, okay? I know we're the best. Ain't, can't nobody around, ain't nobody around here touch us. Can't nobody on faith, they, I know we're the best. But we ain't arrived. Okay? We ain't arrived yet. But we're a lot further than where we've been. Thank you, Brother Wayne. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Wayne. Thank you, Brother Wayne. Thank you, Brother Wayne. There was a time, there was a time, Brother Wayne could have shut it all down. 
We sit in that office up there, me and him. He could have stopped, but he said, what we do? I said, what do you mean what we do? What are we going to do? <laughs> we can't stop now. When you tasted the good things of God, how do you go back? When you tasted that prime rib, how in the world do you go to active spam? You can't go to Outback and order no spam. You've tasted the good things of God. And when you see God work, you get a little taste of his goodness and you want more of it. Yeah, you want to create a culture. And I want to create a culture around here where God's, where his, where his power is so evident. Not for us. Not so we can say we're great. And we say that sometimes. I'm just kidding. But it's not about us. It's about him. Because without him, there's nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. And so that's why we guard. That's why I guard against the flesh. I hate flesh. I'm not going to allow flesh to come up in here. I promise you. You say, you just need to take the reins off, Brother Wadney, and let, I almost said Brother Wayne, because they told Brother Wayne the same thing. You just need to let it go. No, no, no. No. That's what the enemy wants us to do. Let it go. No. Guard what's been entrusted to you. And you be careful because the enemy, the enemy loves to bring in fake. The enemy loves, would love for it to be a three-ring circus. That ain't going to happen. Not as long as I'm standing here. But creating that culture. And we're doing that. Last time Katie was here, the Lord gave her a word to pray. And I can't share a bunch of it. But give her a word to pray over people that, for ladies that wanted to get pregnant. And she told me about it. And she said, can I pray at the end, Daddy, for, for those who want to get pregnant, for those who come down? I said, yeah. Was it one person? I think one person come down. How many miscarriages? Three or four? They're pregnant now. <laughs> Yay, God. Yay, God. Paul is right. Yay, God. Not Katie. Not Rodney. Yay, God. They're pregnant. Been pregnant for four or five months now. Had four or five miscarriages. I just don't believe that. Well, stay in your seat. You don't have to get up. I remember standing in Texas. I'm standing there, the good preacher boy at the conference, raising my hands, worshiping, having a good time. Chris Follison gets on stage and says, we're going to pray for people to be healed. And if you need something healed, raise your hand. <laughs> and I heard God as plain as I've ever heard him in all my life. He said, well, it's your foot. Don't worry about it. It's your foot. And walking to the conference like this, they won't touch my heel because of I had... Yeah, that word. <laughs> you know. And I'm standing there on concrete worshiping, hurting. Show foot, whatever you want to do. But the man's asking, but, but you can be spiritual and, you know. And there's a little girl sitting in front of me. 
I finally got out of the flesh and in the spirit and raised my hand. And she turned around and said, what's wrong with you? And I said, well, my, I got that stuff. <laughs> and um, she said, okay. And she just knelt down there and she put a finger. And, you know, she said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just pray. What's your name? I said, Rodney. She said, I just pray for Rodney's foot. You didn't create that. You didn't do it. And we just ask you right now to take care of it. We love you. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, that's all you're going to do? <laughs> See, we think we got to do more. We think we got to do all of this hoopla. And we don't. It ain't about the hoopla. Okay, it's not about that. Don't get caught up in the hoopla. I seen her a few weeks ago on TV. She's one of Bethel's. Travis, I saw her. The girl that prayed for me. She's just worshiping. Camera went by. I'll never forget her face. But I woke up the next morning. Deb and I were staying in one of these new loft hotels. Karen or Allison probably booked me. Concrete floor and no carpet in the house. And I got... Yeah. And I'm on concrete. But I got up that morning and I went to the bathroom and I turned around and came back to the bed and when I laid down, I went, my foot ain't hurting. My foot ain't hurting. And I got back up and I went back down and I walked back down on that hard concrete and my foot wasn't hurting. Bethel, whether you like them or not, and I know some don't, and that's your business, you take up with God. That's their people, they're my people, I love them. But you got a problem with Bill Johnson, you take it up with Bill Johnson. You ain't the first one that don't like him, so join the club. He ain't worried about it. He just believed God's word. And he's creating, he's leading through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the presence of God. He's leading Bethel Church to create an atmosphere. To create a culture that believes that God is who he says he is. And God is working in their midst. And God healed my foot at their conference. And it hadn't hurt since. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the hoopla. I'm not talking about putting on a big show and all that. Okay? I'm not into that. I'm into believing what he said. And he said, you'll do greater things than I do. And he spoke it. And he said, go and do it. Go ye to you in all the world. Baptizing. Praying. Believing. And watch what I can do. She's pregnant. Not Katie. I don't want Jonathan to hear that. Jonathan will die. She's not pregnant, Jonathan, if you're watching on Facebook. Hey? Mitchell, Mitchell's getting the best of Jonathan. I kept him last night, and I, he done fine. But I had a team to help me, but we made it. A few weeks ago, that young man sitting right there, Went to the doctor because his ankle was hurting. 
went to a physical therapist. Physical therapist told him, you don't need to, you can't play this year. You're going to have to have surgery. Your ankle's all jacked up, whatever he said. He didn't say that, but that's what I said. <laughs> your ankle's all messed up. If you get surgery now, maybe next year you can finish out your senior year, you can play. Broke his heart. He just made the varsity team. See, the enemy wants to rob you of your dreams. But it's whose report are you going to believe? Does it always happen? No, it doesn't always happen. It's, you know, it don't always happen. Debbie died. Okay? I'm talking to you about something this old boy knows. Okay, it don't always work. Like we think it will. But it works. Let me say it. Let me make that clear. Don't always work like I want it to. So just because my wife went to be with the Lord, does that take away my confidence? No. It didn't work that time, Rodney. It didn't work for Carol. It didn't work for Debbie. See, he, he, he reminds me of all my failures that he thinks was a failure. No. And work that way, I'm sorry. And I know that. But first Wednesday, we prayed for Sean. Lonnie and Nikki laid hands on him, and I laid hands on his head, and we prayed. And we said, God, touch his ankle, because... He wants to play basketball his junior year, not, not his senior year. He wants to play basketball his senior year, junior year. He went to the Houston Clinic. Doctor said, oh, it's, it, yeah, it's got a little play in it, but you are. Wrap it up and go play. Wait a minute now. Whoa, time out. Wait a minute. We had to have surgery last week. Well, it was just coincidence. Believe what you want. This sucker right here wasn't coincidence. <laughs> I can tell you. Because it hurt like. And that wasn't coincidence either. Will it work for me, Brother Rodney? I don't know. That's not my business. It's not your business. What my business is to believe it and to call him forward and say, stand right here and let me touch you and let Lonnie and Nikki get on their knees and touch you and let's believe. It's my responsibility to hear my daughter say, Daddy, I just want to pray for ladies that want to get pregnant that can't get pregnant. And if you're here this morning, she still can pray and she still will pray for you this morning. You don't have to leave. And if your foot's hurting, we can pray for you before you leave. Okay? But it's your foot. It's, it's your, probably don't need to go there, do I? It's your baby. Okay? He or we are going to press anything on you. We ain't going to do it. Why don't you have an invitation anymore, Brother Rodney? And why don't you, well... That's just not Brother Rodney. Sorry. Okay? I'm not going to press Jesus. I'm not going to push Jesus on you. 
He's available here. I'm not going to play off the emotion. I'm not going to, you know. Now, if the Holy Spirit's drawing you, you can't get rid of that. You can press it and you can push on it. But I'm telling you, and if your foot's hurting hard enough, if it's hurting bad enough, you're going to, hmm, open my looking, but I need a little prayer. I need a little, you know, you'll be quick with it. I don't know how you do that. If it's hurting bad enough, you'll just raise your hand. So it's available here. We're not going to press it. We're not going to push it on you. And you got the freedom that God gave you, not Brother Rodney. You got the freedom that every time you hear somebody preach from his pulpit to get up and walk out that door. And and that's okay. No condemnation. But we are creating a culture around here. And I'm praying that it grows to where when dreams are trying to be robbed that we recognize, no, that's the enemy. And there's some brothers and sisters that will come on Wednesday night and believe for your healing, Sean. And you can go to the doctor the next day and he can say, ah, it's got a little little wiggle to it, but wrap it up and go on to play ball. And he's been playing ball ever since. Yeah, you've had five miscarriages, but try again. And God said, this one's going to stick. Yeah. You don't have to have that planting junk. It's available if you want to get healed. Creating a culture. That's the vision of this house. To create an atmosphere. We know him as Father, who he really is. To be a light out there. And to create a culture in here. And then I close with the, with the, um, with the, with, with um, the five-fold ministry. Just, just having everything. And then I put it, every, you see First Corinthians there. And that talks about the gifts. But then it talks about the body. It's just everybody's doing their part. Doing what God called you to do. And every ministry must be in place, I, I, you know, to where we have all that God intended us to have. And that's what we're working for around here. We're working and we're being led. And I, and, and, I, and I wanted to share that. Be led by, that was my first, on my first point, and I didn't get into my sermon. I just, the Lord just moved and that's okay. Be led by. Be led by and allow the Holy Spirit yes. to work. Amen. The key there is be led by. Lord, what are you doing? We learned this way back through Blackwell and his teaching. What was the name of that book? Experiencing God. Brother Wayne taught us that. And then all the, the whole gist of, of experiencing God is see where God's working and join him. Amen. What's God doing? Being led by his spirit. Being led by His Spirit and joining in. God, what are you doing? What do you want to do, God? A few years ago, a couple years ago, I guess, I don't know, we had the word expectation. 
Do you come to the house expecting God to do something? Do you come to the house expecting God to show up? Did you come this morning to, to expecting to receive something? Or did you just come because that's what you've been doing for 85 years? And you just go to church because if you don't go to church, you go to hell. That's what the sign says going up Highway 65 to Birmingham. Go to church or the devil will get you. All right. Thought about you, Ed. I said, Ed, love that sign right there. You need to go to church. It's what God set up. I agree. Father, I'm not sure the American church is what you set up. I know you're not mad with us. I know you may be hurt. You may be disappointed. You're not angry. But Lord, I believe we can be so much more. And Lord, I know I've said it on many occasions, but Lord, I don't want to get to heaven and you tell me, Rodney, this is what I had. But because of fear, because of man, because of whatever, you didn't go for it. Lord, I don't want that to be the case. So Lord, I pray you lead us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name.